What's up, everybody? This is Buddy with the Big Better Small Blade Podcast with Seth here. Hello. Uh, yeah, got a big show for you. It's race week, finally. Uh, the offseason is over, and we got a lot to talk about, including the Phoenix Cup Series test, the Xfinity Charlotte Motor Speedway test, uh, a slew of new rule changes uh, that NASCAR dropped on us yesterday. Uh, well, two days ago as we're recording this. And then the 75 greatest NASCAR drivers of all time and a PSA about our friend Alex Bowman. And of course, the LA Clash is this weekend and we'll give you our picks. Big Murder Small Blade starts right now. I got my Country Time Lemonade. RIP Neil Bonnet. Ready to go. Um, Gucci. All right. Um, So... We'll start out with all these rule changes. Um, there's, I'll just kind of go through the list and then we'll pick like kind of those main four we talked about, Seth. Um, so they came out with a bunch of new changes. Um, no stage cautions over road courses anymore. Um, the Hail Melon that we saw from Ross Chassain last year has been, uh, is now against the rules. Um, loose penalty. Uh, loose penalty, <laughs> loose wheel pen- penalty as we tweaked. Um, to uh, I'll just go ahead and say it. Uh, it's now the two crew members are going to get suspended, crew chief does not get suspended, and it's a two lap penalty. Go ahead, that's fine. DV- DVP cop now seven minutes. We saw him toy with that last year, bumping it up to 10. Um, but they're got a happy medium at going from six to seven. Wet weather tires, uh, they announced all the tracks that uh, they're going to be used at. Um, It's pretty self-explanatory. Any flat, short track, they're available. Um, Top 30 rule for the playoffs uh, is next. And then restart zone widen for the first five races. The drivers had, uh, they talked about how they thought that needed to be tweaked. So NASCAR's going to add 25% to each end of the restart zone to try that for the first five races and then reassess and then the uh choose rule now in effect on super speedways and dirt tracks all right so seth start out with this one stages on road courses are gone stage or uh stage cautions on road courses are gone yep this is the biggest win we've had since they brought back big motor small blade last year by far I agree. I agree. Win. Yeah. Yeah. It is going to make road course racing tolerable. Assuming oh. <laughs> like assuming nothing else changes about the way road course racing was, which I don't think that's the case. Yeah. Even just assume that it is now much better. <laughs> Strategy yeah. is now available at a road course again. It's going to add a whole add back in a whole. It's like this is like when uh, a game comes out. And it has all these features in it. And then down the line, they keep getting rid of these features. And then 10 years later, they add it back in and everybody freaks out. That's what we just did. I feel like it's actually going to open up strategy more than what we had before at road courses before stages, because now you're kind of, you're kind of at the mercy of your own actions. At this point, you no longer have, uh, you know, a known crutch that you're going to have to, that you can go for um, in that caution. So it's going to be, um, 
it's going to be interesting as Happy jumps up on the table. What's up, Happy? Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited for it. I think it's going to open up a whole new can of worms for strategy. Um, I mean, are you going to go stage points? Are you not? Like, and now there's no caution to guarantee track position for you. So I think that's just it's going to only add to road racing that you know. Hopefully, we could get better this yeah. year as well. Uh, the interesting thing will be if the caution comes out because like they didn't I don't think they said how they're going to play a caution period if there's a stage coming like a stage in coming real soon. So if the caution comes out a couple laps before and they're like, OK, pits are open and that's the stage lap. That, oh, that's a that's, that's a good point. Yeah, um, I feel like NASCAR would, wouldn't do that. They'd like push it to the next lap. I don't really I don't really know, but um yeah, I I would assume that's how it's gonna how it's gonna be, but I do like this idea that we can kind of work that out too because hopefully this is moving in the direction of eliminating stage cautions altogether at all tracks because I think I think road courses one hundred percent needed to go, stage cautions on super speedways need to be the next thing to go. Yeah, like I mean it is that is. All it is is just another end to the race that gives the uh, drivers an excuse to drive like assholes and wreck each other. So, um, yeah, no, big, big win, big win. Yeah, I mean, realistically, hopefully this is, hopefully we can push it toward in the next five years being done with stage cautions altogether. I'm yeah. fine with stages, honestly, fine by that, fine by me. Um, I think most of us are at this point. I don't think any of us have a problem with awarding points in the middle of the race yeah it's a very minor it's a very small minority of people at this point i i actually i'm yeah i feel like some people are indifferent about it. i really like stages i just hate the cautions yeah like if they could eliminate the cautions that'd be great yeah it would the it would only just thing again the only thing that i like about stages uh stage cautions as i've said before is as a person with a tiny bladder it is very nice <laughs> to spots during the race i know i can jump up and go to the bathroom it's like it's like when i'm at a hockey game i'm like counting down the last minute of the period chase garage guy chase that was one of his points he put on twitter when this came out he was like he's like if you're at a road course you can't go and get a beer and chips now under caution yeah Yeah. i'm gonna have to curb my alcohol intake at the charlotte roble i uh, i never have curbed my alcohol intake ever so that's stage cautions are not going to change that (laughs) <laughs> lack of stage cautions yeah stage cautions no stage cautions stage red flags doesn't matter i'm i'm gonna drink the same uh we, we are gonna have some stage red flags still they didn't get rid of those at the bristol dirt race <laughs> that's true um it'll be plenty of time for ryan blaney to chug down a venti coffee from starbucks and shit his pants like he did last year at the uh dirt race um <laughs> no it happened i'm telling you i'm gonna ask him about it this weekend um the top thirty in the top thirty rule uh, for uh, making a driver eligible for the playoffs has been nixed. Um, what do you think about that? Okay, so ultimately, this isn't going to change anything. Yeah, but the notion of it pisses me off because winning your in is the worst rule NASCAR has ever implemented. And they've gone farther into it. So we had just a big win just now with a rule. Yeah. 
this is like i said it actually is not going to change anything realistically but it sucks i um i actually like this because we have what 32 realistically 32 guys that are that run full-time in the cup series it's in my opinion it's stupid to just like just exonerate those or not exonerate um eliminate those yeah eliminate those two guys from playoff contention i think it's dumb if you're gonna have winning you're in let everybody do it let it, it, it the only way i think that they should have if they were gonna go like uh they're gonna take less cars they need to they need to do that they need to go to 20 cars top 20 or whatever to get in but if you're gonna have it the top 30 and there's only 32 guys fuck it let let the other two like have a shot at it i mean Corey will joy i mean what's different than him and whoever's 29th or 30th like it doesn't matter they're gonna get eliminated in around the 16 anyway um so i'm fine with it um obviously i think uh, the shared opinion is everyone would like to see less cars be eligible for the playoffs but if if you're gonna let 30 might as well let 32 like yeah that's how i feel about it i i get what you're saying i guess my point is more i was hoping for top 20 or just get rid of when you're in um i get why they won't get rid of when you're in because it's dumb and nascar likes dumb um but yeah i don't there's zero reason a guy well i don't know actually what position and points he was but there's no reason a guy like chase briscoe should have been ahead of a guy like martin tricks jr in playoff seating because he had one great day at phoenix yeah it's i was watching slap shoes video last night about why playoffs are bad and stupid and so that's clouding me right now i like the way slap talks about the playoffs it's hilarious but um, yeah (laughs) it's like yeah motorsports is to quote him motorsports is just too chaotic for you to base it off of one race it's yeah it's it wasn't even the point of having 26 regular season races essentially like in a way like what is the point other than money Oh, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Other than, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I still think we should take the top 10 in points and eliminate two after three races, eliminate the next two, eliminate the next two, and then get down to four at the end. And to quote Tony Stewart, it'd be better than what we've got. Yeah. Exactly. What he was talking Um, about was not better than what we had. But, you know, anyway. But if you're not going to do that, I don't care. This rule's fine. It really doesn't. Matt and they need to least. lob off one race to the playoffs because anyway that is totally different that's yeah i'm i don't even want we're we haven't even started the season you're already griping about playoffs um playoffs the, could uh, be saved with with that minor change so anyway the choose rule is now in effect at super speedways and dirt and uh the bristol dirt race um i don't know why this wasn't i don't know why this wasn't a thing before it definitely needed to be done at Bristol or for dirt racing. Absolutely. Because guys mm-hmm. would get 
there was clearly a favorite line to restart in, and you had a lot of guys with good cars getting kind of shafted. Um, yeah, so that needed to happen. <clears throat> Did it need to happen at Daytona and Talladega? I don't know, not really, but it'll add something different to the race, I guess. Yeah, it'll um definitely be able to line up teammates or not line up teammates. Um, just kind of depends. Um, it's just more of, I like it just because uniformity, really. I don't see what the, let's see what the problem, I don't know why we don't do it on road courses. Uh, I wish we had single file restarts why is it on ma- road courses. Actually, yes. I, I wish we had single file ro- uh, restarts on road courses and super speedways. Yeah. It would just be a whole lot better. Um, so yeah, not a big rule change, but uh, it was something that, I think both of us have said before it needed to be done. Um, and then the uh, Hail Melon. Here's the big one. I think this is the most talkative and most uh, divided one. The Hail Melon is outlawed. You can no longer do that. Ross Chastain's move is one and done. Ross. Good or bad? Good. Good move. Yeah. Had to be done. Had to be done. Because... I'm still a firm belief, and I'll never be able to be proven wrong or right by this, obviously, now. But I was a firm belief that we were going to see 10 to 15 cars try this at the end of Martinsville. And uh, that would have been a very, A, bad look, terrible look, to see half your half your field try that. And B, it could have been very dangerous. Um, this was really only viable at Martinsville. Um, yeah. So it was. it's really a Martinsville rule. Um, I guess technically it could have been done at Darlington. I think with the next gen, actually, it could have been done at Darlington. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean realistically, yeah. Kyle Larson made it work and Denny Hamlin just blocked it in 21. So, yeah, I mean, the, um, yeah, with the old car, it had, you know, it had a billboard for a, you know, side door. And so that kind of made the angle of the, uh, of the, wall versus car you know kind of grinded to a the car to a halt uh more than this car did and plus the um the wheel on the gen 6 was kind of a bulbous it kind of you know inflated outside of what the wheel is and this car with the low profile tire didn't so the tires stayed up so it probably could have worked at darlington but yeah i i agree i i think yeah, I mean, it just, it would look stupid if they just let this go. And it wouldn't be as cool Yeah, that Ross did it. Like, it, a lot of people, I saw the complaint that, oh, NASCAR, you know, they had this cool thing that happened and, you know, it got all these eyes and attention from outside sources and then they go and outlaw it. How stupid can they be? Well, I mean, I mean, they, they look like a, professional sport i mean it was it was a loophole essentially yeah if and it just makes what ross did that much more special like that we'll never see that again um and i think that that's almost makes it even cooler yeah it reminds me of when jeff burton um in the 2002 all-star race when you had to make a pit stop before the end of the segment and they waited until the very last lap to make the pit stop because their pit stall was, they had like almost a lap on the field. Their pit stall 
was the first one behind the start finish line. So all they needed to do was accelerate out of their pit box through start finish line. And they, I think they ended up second in the segment because, you know, they pitted and they gained a shit ton of track position because of that. Um, and they made a rule for it, but it was, it was a brilliant move in the moment. And it was praised by Frankie Stoddard and, you know, Jeff Burton in the moment. It's the same deal here. Like it, it's, it's a move that we'll remember forever and it won't be, <laughs> it's like the playoff deal. We had Tony Stewart, Carl Edwards tie, right? And so NASCAR wanted it every week. And now we have the playoffs, the, you know, final four heads up uh, race. And now people hate it because it's oversaturated. You'd, you'd have the same deal. People would get so tired of the hail melon if they did it every single Martinsville race. So uh, I'm I'm glad I think it was the right move. And uh you know, kudos still kudos your opinions on Ross aside, kudos to Ross for being smart enough to make the move. Yeah, Ross broke the game and the developers have come in with a patch. That's what happened here. That yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because the only other way to do it would be to like change the walls themselves, make them like have more friction when you run up against them or, or something. I don't, I don't know how you do that, but right. that'd be about the only other way to do it. Sounds like a scientist problem and I'm not that. Yeah. So just don't, just, just don't <clears throat> do it. It makes it easier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anything else about all these uh, new rule changes? No, that's pretty much it. Okay. Um, um I do want to say, um, Stay loud and proud, NASCAR fans, because NASCAR is actually listening. So, which that that's very nice. So, any any issues you have that aren't completely stupid, which that's a lot to ask out of some of us sometimes. <laughs> um, stay loud and proud, man. They're they're listening to you, and it's it's a good. It was a fun day to be a NASCAR fan because it kind of made you made you proud that, okay, they are listening to us and they are making necessary rule changes to make the sport better, and they're listening to the drivers and everyone, too. So so should I just tweet all my issues every week at NASCAR? No, because you, you, have, you have some some dumb things. They're different from my opinion, so they're stupid. That sounds like something you would say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. Um, the Phoenix Cup test, um, that happened earlier late last week, yeah, yeah. Um, it was they were testing different variations of uh, of spoiler heights and also diffuser. Um, they're messing around with some diffuser stuff as well as mufflers. Um, start with the mufflers, um clearly the worst thing ever implemented yeah i mean yeah it's gonna ruin um racing uh racing significantly gets worse when you add a muffler to it uh that's what i heard anyway yeah Uh, obviously i'm taking the piss uh good move never watching the sport again they added mufflers no i mean you know it's a great move because it these cars are loud as shit i mean (laughs) we were at the bristol night race in the infield and holy mother of Pearl. Yeah. Oh, like they were loud. Um, they're they're great sounding cars, but they are they are significantly louder than the than the Jid sixes and the previous cars were. Um, 
and it, it, really all this is is it's only going to be for LA and Phoenix or not Phoenix LA and uh the Chicago street race and it's literally just so we could go to more markets and go to more places that you know Dale Jr made a great point the Nashville fairgrounds yeah. you can do that since it's in the middle of the city it'll you know it'll maybe open up the opportunity to go back to the fairgrounds because you know we've added this element to kind of make a compromise so we can have a race and the city can have peace or and that you know the cars won't scare the lady's cat or whatever so um yeah i mean i mean it's a fair point though i mean if you just if you're just walking up to the track during like practice or qualify not qualifying typically but practice um it's loud from outside yeah too. i'll let y'all know how it is i'm going to the clash this weekend so i'll let you know how how, yeah. how much louder it is uh or how much uh what you know louder or not loud it is i almost and... can bet you you're gonna barely notice you'll notice because you're listening yeah, for it but outside I don't, of that you're not gonna feel i don't it. think i'm i don't think you're gonna notice at all yeah. um i think it's gonna be i think it's one of those things you'll notice more the further away you get than the closer you are yeah um did, another did thing they try did huh. bob say like five or ten decibels so something not, like that yeah not massive it's not a massive difference yeah um also what they did they messed around with some diffuser stuff do you know exactly what they did not really i didn't um I, I couldn't remember i forgot to look before we got on here but they did mess oh. around with some spoil huh i remember they like changed the angle on the way it came out so like the way it is now it kind of comes up i think they tried a downward um i think i remember reading about that with the diffuser. okay all right well i don't know what that does but that might or not might not be it you guys all have phones because you're listening to this podcast probably on a phone so go look that up but don't look up this next thing um so they um <laughs> so they also were messing around with spoiler heights um they cut it down to two and a half inches didn't really make much of a difference, but then they cut it down to two inches. And big two inches makes a big difference, apparently. Yeah. For all you out there, two inches, big difference. Um, size absolutely matters. Uh, but they said it was a significant improvement over what we had last year with the um with whatever the was it four and a half, four, three and a half, three point seven. Four and a half. Something like, yeah, uh, inch spoiler on the short tracks and road courses. That's all this is. It's trying to get short tracks and road courses better. Um, they said it, um, they said it works. They said it should get better. They actually, Bob actually said they've actually toyed with the idea of having no spoiler. So that'd be really cool. That but, I want to see. I yeah, see I know. That. I just, I, even if it's just in a test, but, I um, see it at Michigan. Oh, God. No. <laughs> um, they're uh they're gonna do a wind wind tunnel test on February thirteenth, and uh, hopefully that there's some results from that that NASCAR likes, so we can get a little bit better racing on the best tracks in NASCAR <laughs> and Phoenix. Um, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, um, <clears throat> and then the Xfinity series also had a test at Charlotte, and. They uh they apparently apparently fucked up the Xfinity package, according to some people. What did they do? They um they instead of a uh, forty nine inch uh, rear bar, now they have a uh, fifty one inch rear bar, and it's basically 
um, to eliminate some of the the crab walking, the skew mm-hmm. in the cars that we started to see a lot more in the past you know years have changed. And uh, apparently, it has made the cars way more sensitive in dirty air. So that is as no good. We don't like that dirty air. Official change, like they are definitely going with that change. Um, that's what it sounds like. So we'll see. But they did say it makes it makes the cars harder to drive. Yeah, but if it's so that's to drive also and, good. If it's harder to drive and worse in dirty air, though, that's not a yeah. Good it's kind of being be one of them things I got to see. Yeah, I mean, watch it not actually make that much difference. Now, I don't fully understand why NASCAR cares so much about crab walking in an Xfinity car. Because Xfinity cars already don't look like stock cars. So what difference does it make? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I don't really know either. That's That was what kind of a couple people were saying. They didn't really understand why why nascar is making this rule change um and it's widely agreed everywhere that the xfinity package has been the best package over the last several years well if you're nascar and you're trying to and you know cup is your premier deal do you really want xfinity to be showing up your uh your big show every every week no you don't but that means that's just that just means you need to work on your your premier package it doesn't mean you need to fuck up the other one Hey, man, look, they came out with a lot of great rules the other day, but let's not forget who we're talking about here. I know. <laughs> this is NASCAR. They they make some questionable decisions from time to time. Yeah, so I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Um, yeah, so Cup Package, though, big fan of the small blades. The, obviously. I'm a big fan of the no blade. I'm, I'm totally fine yeah. with changing the name of this podcast. Oh, if yeah, no if blade. they go with no blade, we will change the name of this podcast during 100%. short tracks and road courses. Yes, I'll do. Uh, we're going the whole thing. Well, we've already got business cards printed out. We can't just go back to go back to square. Oh road. yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I I definitely don't want to fucking pay twenty more dollars on Zazzle or whatever I fucking got them made to get some more. I just well, the problem is is you can't memeify no blade. Small blade is already memeified. I don't know. I'll ponder that one. I'll ponder it. Um, We'll work on it. So, NASCAR, or not NASCAR, but The Athletic, Jeff Gluck, released um, the 75 greatest NASCAR drivers of all time um, in, obviously, lieu of the 75th anniversary of NASCAR. Um, They released... 51 through 75. Um, and I saw the list, had no problem with who's on the list. Let's make that clear. It seemed fair. Um, I had a problem with a lot of the backlash that this list got. Alex Bowman was 75th on the list. Alex Bowman, um, there was a lot of people saying he doesn't deserve to be on the list. And I don't think people realize, like, people just, this is my issue with a lot of people nowadays. And I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant here because I want people to start putting respect on my boy. Um, and also, it's just it's just facts. Alex Bowman is 74th on the all-time winless, right? 
So, I mean, if you're going by just that, he's already top 75. He's got 10 to 15 years left in his career. He's probably going to win more races, I would imagine, uh, which is only going to move him up the list. Um, And I don't know if anybody knows this, but there's only been 203 winners ever in the Cup Series. 203. I don't I don't know if people think winning a cup race is easy and that a thousand people have done it throughout the history of the sport. Only 203 have done it. And even I think it's something like 160 have won more than one race. And I mean the only real people you could put ahead of Alex is like there's three champions behind him on the all-time win list. Alan Kowicki and then a couple from back in the 50s. I've, anybody who's won a championship in NASCAR, no matter the era, year, whatever, competition, they should be on the 75 greatest uh, champions list or greatest driver list. Yeah. But you also got to look at the fact that Alex Bowman is so young and he's already accomplished this, right? He's won seven races in the Cup Series. Seven. In the NASCAR Cup Series, the highest form of stock car racing in America in the world, he's won seventy seven races on seven different tracks. Like the man is no slouch. Ever since he's gotten in top tier equipment and won, he won a race in two thousand nineteen. Hasn't gone winless since. He's the he's won the third most races over the past two seasons out of anyone in the sport. And he sucks, apparently. <laughs> Is he really what? third most? Yes. Damn. Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott, Alex Bowman. Damn. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's right. I did it in my head. I I mean, Joey hasn't. Sounds Joey's right. only won four. Yeah. Martin Truex won four uh, 2021. Um, I can't think of really anybody that's won more than that. I don't, yeah, I don't no. think so. Exactly. Alex Bones won five races. Garrett, it's only five races. It's still five races. I mean. More than everybody else except two. Exactly. And people, uh, I mean, a lot of people say he shouldn't have that ride at Hendrick. He He's a better driver than William Byron. Like right the statistic, I mean, right now, they've made virtually the same number of starts. And they their stats are damn near identical, except for Alex has three more wins than William does. Yeah. Um, and Ryan Blaney is another one. Alex has the same amount of wins as Ryan Blaney. I mean, at virtually the same amount of starts. And Alex had two seasons in dog shit equipment. Like it, it's ridiculous the amount of hate. And it, obviously, I'm biased. I like Alex a lot. But it's just – it's something I see on Twitter where a, a an opinion of a driver or someone gets tossed around, you know, by someone who really just doesn't look at the facts and just everyone hops on the bandwagon. Next thing you know, Alex Bowman or anyone has a reputation of being a shitty driver when he's clearly not. I mean, look at the guys he's beat for wins. Kyle Larson like five in his first – yeah, in his first ever first ever win, absolutely dominated that California race. Beat Denny Hamlin and Joey Logano to win Richmond, and then obviously Pocono. That's a you know he blew it or out who Kyle Larson blew tire. Yeah, that's the only one you chalk up the luck. But he won at Martinsville, hardest track on the circuit. Really, I mean he 
won Dover, another tough track to win out. Beat Kyle Larson to win that. Won Vegas, beat Kyle Larson to win that. <laughs> like, I mean, no matter the position, here's another thing. People used to praise Kevin Harvick for being the closer and closing the deal in the last couple laps of the race. 2011, Kevin Harvick won three races in the first, like, 14, and he led, like, five laps in those in all of those races combined. Something ridiculous like that. And people gave him praise. They said, oh, Kevin Harvick, he's the closer. He's the best closer in the business, you know, and they celebrated that. Alex Bowman is that right now, and no one shows any sort of appreciation for that. He, Alex Bowman is the best closer in NASCAR right now. I mean, we were talking about this the other day, Seth. When do you remember a time where Alex Bowman has been in a position to win and hasn't won? Due to no fault of his own, none. Yeah, exactly. The only one we could think of was Coda when he got wrecked by uh, Ross Chastain wrecking AJ Allmendinger into him. Yeah. I don't know. It's just you look at the you look at the facts, you look at the stats. Lay off my boy. Man like it's, it's when he's in position. No, he yeah, I don't know. I just it's just something that grinds my gears. It, it really I don't I don't get the hate. Yeah. He ain't done nothing to nobody. And Alex's Alex's problem is the unfortunate set of circumstances of being the third best driver behind the two best drivers in the cup series right now. Yeah. On the same team. That exactly. is his unfortunate problem. And then everybody. And the issue also is that Byron has a whole lot of potential that he Byron's overhyped that he's squandering, but he Byron really has is. a lot of potential. Byron's ceiling is, is up there with Elliot Larson. He's just not doing it. And I, I'm not a hundred percent convinced he will, but that is Bowman's problem. Even if Byron takes that next step, this year that doesn't change the fact the fact that bowman is still a top 10 driver in the cup series right now i mean dude he i feel like the first year william byron has been like a legit like contender like there's no excuses there's no crutches you can make for him was 2021 fast cars all year long they won one race alex bowman won four Mind you, that was second of anyone else in the Cup Series. This year, William Byron won one extra race that Alex didn't, but their stats are identical as far as laps led, top fives, top tens. Everything's pretty pretty much identical, and Alex ran five less races than William did. So, I don't know. I, I, I think Alex – I think Blake Harris – Coming on board as his crew chief this year, I think that's going to help him a lot. You saw what Blake did with the 34 car. And I've kind of been saying for a little bit, Greg Ives, he's a good crew chief. Yes, he, he's he's a good crew chief. He's not. I didn't think he was a great crew chief. He has flashes of greatness. Um, and I think he just – he, Yeah, he needed to be in a, in a different role at Hendrick Motorsports. And I think he'll, he'll be a, definitely a, you know – an asset to Hendrick and wherever he is. I just think this might be a better fit for Alex having uh Blake Harris in there. So I don't know. That was just something that this 75 greatest driver at all time was really brought up and it just brought the light. Something that 
I've been <laughs> I've been preaching about for a while that you know just didn't make much sense to me. But yeah, yeah. Oh, well said. Bowman's uh, Bowman's good drive. Put some respect on my boy, Rally. <laughs> um, anyway, um, rant aside, the clash is the clash as we are recording this right now, four days away. And where is it at? Uh, the La Clash at the La Coliseum. No, no, no. Where is it at? L.A. You mean L.A.? Okay. Anyway, um, I will be in L.A. for the Clash. Uh, me and Garage Guy Chase are flying out Friday, and we'll be putting out some cool content on uh, Big Motor Small Blade Garage Guys and bringing Winston back. So make sure you. Follow those social media platforms, but yeah, what do you think about the clash? You think you think we're gonna see something more entertaining than we did last year? Because last year was well, the main event was okay. It, yeah, it was okay. That was yeah. I feel like it's gonna be worse because there's more cars. So yeah, I feel like it. I I don't like the adding. I don't like adding cars to it. I thought we should have subtracted cars for um not only um prestige but also for space racing space <laughs> on a quarter mile wrist check yeah. um but that's neither here nor there i think it would be a better race just because i feel like i've heard a lot of guys talk about say that they think it will be a better race because guys might have been tiptoeing last year because of the new car so i'm hoping that's the case doesn't take away from the fact that this is a cool ass fucking event and um i don't know i'll be interested to see i hope yeah i don't i don't like adding more cars i think i was dumb it's supposed to be a race where you know only the best of the best and you have all but what nine cars that compete on a weekly basis in the field so yeah yeah it's kind of dumb but ultimately Ultimately, as long as the race isn't a shit show, it's going to be a success, uh, as far as I'm concerned. Um, it can be a little bit boring. It's all about what we're doing. Putting on a race in Los fucking Angeles. Like, that's the whole point. Like, as long as the race is yeah. just serviceable, it'll be fine. So, oh. um, and I don't know. I mean, we did it last year. It should be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it'll be fun. It'll look like a fun atmosphere to be in too. I'm excited to to get back and uh and tell you all about it. Are they doing the halftime concert again? Uh, I think I don't remember who it is, but I'm pretty sure they're doing a halftime concert. Is the feature still 150 laps? Yeah. Okay, that's kind of that's also another thing I wanted. Yeah, I wanted to uh maybe make it a little bit longer. Yeah, I mean, the All-Star Race at Bristol was 150 laps. I figured they could do a little better than that. Yeah, I would have liked to see 200. 100 laps, halftime, 100 laps, yeah. yeah. Um, caution laps don't count. I don't know if they counted last year, but they don't, don't count this year. I don't think they did last year. Oh, uh, really? Okay. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited to, um, like I said, just excited to get back and share my experience there. Um, I've never been out to L.A. Um, I've never... I don't know. I've been to the Clash before a lot, like a several lot. times. Yeah, just uh, not just not remember. on the 
Either way, people are going to complain that this needs to be back in Daytona, and then eventually we're going to get it back in Daytona, and it's going to be a mess. And we're going to go, damn, I miss Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, here's something I wanted to say. Um, I, I want to, I, I don't know, we'll, we'll talk about this more later, but I want to try to launch some sort of initiative or campaign to get new fans to the racetrack because you've been doing that yeah but i haven't really publicized it really in the past year since we started this podcast i've gotten one two three i've gotten four people four new people to the racetrack um and then you've brought a couple more your friend friend ryan and then your brother's wife yeah, um, I've got, you know, Aster, Manny, Frank, my brother, both of, all of which have or are going to Technically your another brother, race. Your brother. Well, I, I made that happen. <laughs> Let's be real here. Um, but and then my cousin and her husband and her kids are going to go to practice and qualify for the clash. Yeah, so I want to. I well, I'll try to. I'll try to work out some details, but I want to try to make some sort of initiative on this podcast to get people to bring new fans to the racetrack. Because I mean, it's worked for us. Everybody that we've brought to the racetrack has come back. Yeah. Yeah. So people will uh, always enjoy it more than they will on TV. It's like a I, someone. Uh, oh, it was Coriel Joy. I was listening to this podcast. Um, yeah, Seth, I was cheating on us. Um, he was saying it's like a it's like a hockey game. It's like you enjoy it in per- if you know, it's way more enjoyable in person, and it's if a NASCAR race is a thousand times more enjoyable than a hockey game in person. And it's and if you go to a hockey game, I don't know, hockey games are electric. NASCAR races are even more electric than that. But I feel like we all know that. If you're we listening to this podcast, you probably yeah, you probably know that. We all know that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I'll I'll try to work out something with that. Uh, be a good race fan. Bring other people, and don't be a dick to everybody else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Typically, yeah. So I think that's just a good rule rule of thumb for like life. I know it's just good to reiterate sometimes because sometimes, sometimes <laughs> there's there's people out there sometimes you say that too and they're like you, you could just see the light bulb go off in their head they're like oh don't be a dick to people got it yeah I I know what shirts they're wearing but I ain't gonna say it um all right Seth first picks of the year oh. I'm going first because I know who I know who I'm picking okay. My boy Kyle Cush. Oh boy. He's driving a weed car. He's going to take it to victory lane. Kyle Bush is going to win the clash. I'm going to go with. I want to go with the super obvious pick, and I'm not going to do it. So here's the thing about the clash, though. So we always say Joey Logano wins on fresh pavement, like it's his thing fresh dirt, fresh pavement, whatever. Technically, it's still fresh pavement. <laughs> Don't really ask Ryan Priest. He thinks it's the same pavement. <laughs> but technically, it was it was different dirt last year too. So, um, and that no, it was happen. the same dirt. Yeah, but like that exact amount of dirt was not 
the top okay. soil. Well, okay. Anyway, who who are you picking? I, I'm just gonna go with Brad Let's... Keselowski. Brad Kez, he didn't even make the fucking race last year. <laughs> no, but he was very good at short tracks at the end of the season last year. Sure, sure. I was I was pondering. I th- I thought Red Dog might be a good pick. Um, Kurt didn't. I thought field last year either. <laughs> I thought, uh, yeah, but Reddick was super strong. Um, I pond- I thought about picking Kevin Harvick to be a gummer, but we're not gonna we're not gonna do that. Um, I want yeah. Kyle because it's a flat track. Kyle's not good at flat tracks. Kyle Busch. Kyle, Kyle Busch will win the clash. The eight car was strong last year, and Kyle Busch was strong last year. He's going to be high. He's not going to be high, <laughs> Seth. That 3 two shit doesn't get you high. Trust me, I've tried. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's it. That's all I had. Yeah. You got it. You got anything else? No, that's basically it. So okay. next week will be our uh, full season predictions. Um, I don't, I next don't know what next week will. Be. I don't know. I don't. I have. I I don't know, dude. I don't work here. You do work here. You're oh, one of two full time. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you called us employees. Like we get paid any sort of anything for this. Well, this is America. You no one gets paid what they're supposed to be getting paid. <laughs> That's true. That's yeah. true. Um, yeah, no. All right, cool. That's it. Next next time we see you, we'll have a race to talk about. Allegedly. Allegedly. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yep. I was about to say, but is there not a race happening? I don't know. Yeah. I'm not going to be there. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Oh, man, I'm excited. I'm so excited for this. I'm glad you're excited. Yeah, I'm happy that I'm not flying out at the crack of ass on Saturday to be completely. Yeah, honest. dude, my flight is at six in the morning. I'm trying to ponder whether I'm going to sleep that night or not. I wouldn't. Yeah, I would just, you know, get to the airport at like four. Yeah, that was good job. Thanks, Seth. We we'll have that. like eight hours on the plane to sleep, so just do that. It's five and a half, but all right. Five, eight, ten, twelve—it's all the same. It's all it's. The same. it's... No, like driving, to... it's like driving up to Indianapolis, staying up 36 hours straight. No big deal. I was talking about being high. I was asleep. Yeah, you didn't stay up 36 hours straight either. No, I wasn't. I got, I slept like a baby until you hit that fucking pothole. And then you just saw in the back, hang on, I'm going to reenact. Oh, you, you are, this isn't going to be on YouTube anyway, but I'm going to do it because it's funny. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, hopefully the plane won't hit a pothole and I won't. That would be, well, a plane can technically hit a pothole and keep going. If you think of turbulent air as a pothole, like it could hit that and just be fine. Oh, we're getting Seth's talking about weather. We need to go. Um, Kyle Busch is going to win the Clash. I'll be there. If you're going to be at the Clash and you see me, say hello. Don't hit me up, though. Or do I don't care. Okay, so buddy's doing the uh, the headphone thing, which is not nearly as effective as the earbud thing. Um, he's been dumbass, and I've been sundress, and this has been the Big Butter Small Blade Podcast, and we will see y'all on the next week. Thank you.